On this episode of the Vegan Chub Club podcast, we share the story of a SoCal makeup artist, discuss parent companies of quote-unquote vegan beauty brands, and tell you how to find the proper logos that disclose cruelty-free makeup. If you love the Vegan Chub Club and want to see us grow, share us with your chubby vegan friends. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and leave us a review letting us know how you like us or who you'd like to hear from next. With a nod to the Leaping Bunny logo, let's hop into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Vegan Chub Club podcast. I'm your host Miranda and today I'm excited to be joined by a very special guest. Today we have Marielle Romero with us and Marielle is a 100% cruelty-free and vegan makeup artist out of San Diego. She's also a YouTuber and a beauty influencer and she's a women's advocate particularly focusing in the Mexican-American community. Welcome, Marielle. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to the Vegan Chub Club. Thank you so much, Randa. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Me too. I'm so glad you're here. So can I ask you how you became a makeup artist and what your typical day looks like? Of course. So, I mean, it all started a long time ago. (laughs) When I was a tween, uh, that's when I started to get into makeup and... uh, I know it might seem kind of weird for some people because I know a lot of people don't get into makeup heavily when they're that young, but I do have an older sister who loves makeup and my mom was also a huge fan of makeup and they, like my sister, she worked at a little, like a makeup counter and at one point my mom sold cosmetics and I was always like a creative kid, so to me doing makeup just felt an extension of that so i got started pretty young with my interest in makeup like i would sneak in mascara and a lash curler to like my catholic school in the sixth grade (laughs) i just really got into it when i was in middle school too because that's when i started to break out like i would get really serious cystic acne and Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like a comfort to me to just you know just like an exterior confidence thing to like cover up my pimples here and there and that's when I started to get like invested in like the science okay like how does this really work how am I gonna make this work for me and after that I remember just doing makeup on all of my friends when we would go to like school dances and quinceañeras yeah yeah that's just how I got my practice in with my friends and in my early 20s I was really into cosplay so I would do makeup for me and my friends who cosplayed and getting makeup practice wherever I could and after that friends family would ask me to do makeup on them for events and from there it just kind of grew and funnily enough like I ended up doing something totally different with my life not really related to makeup review at all like I went into literature with hopes of teaching or editing completely ignored any artistic inclinations which was a mistake but I kept doing it as a hobby Um, I had a few odd jobs here and there and uh, I eventually worked in comic books I quit to finish my thesis in literature my graduate thesis and after that I just like couldn't find a job in my field I was mortified but everyone around me was like Mariel why aren't you just doing makeup like you should have been doing this all along and I was like (laughs) are you kidding me but I took their advice and I just dove right in Uh, I was shocked but it really wasn't a bad idea I started to do makeup more seriously as a freelance artist around 2016 
started to grow a client list and uh right now like i eventually got a job like it's my day job you know an executive assistant by day makeup artist by night and the weekends mm -hmm. and uh right now i'm just you know trying to grow that client list reach people on social media to hopefully do the beauty business full-time just to teach people about what i've learned about vegan and cruelty-free makeup so it's it's really been growing since I focused on this and some people would call it call it like a niche market but I just call it you know what I do <laughs> yeah it's what I like and it's been great ever since that is so exciting I love your energy I love your story you're not the only one who has gone into a field that you thought was practical that was also something you enjoyed, but then decided, you know what, I just have to do what I love and what I'm already good at and turn that into your career. And yes, you still have a day job, but you are a freelance makeup artist. And I'm just excited that, that we have you on here to talk about this. And maybe you'll even get a few clients in the area of SoCal to, uh, to step in for some vegan makeup and beauty assistance from you that would be awesome <laughs> absolutely and i'm also so down like i'm always answering questions like i'm i'm always here for anyone who has questions about you know what make, make vegan makeup to get just like little questions here and there i'm always down for it for someone to get in my dms and and ask away so awesome awesome yeah yes so why did you choose or how did you choose cruelty-free vegan products was that something you've kind of always known was what you identified with um as far as like you wanted to use more natural products or did you come to find that out through trial and error or you realized that's just like what your lifestyle is and you need to embrace that how did you come to using those specifically well i before let's say okay so i think i should start with where i went vegan and that was a little over maybe is it over six years ago no a little bit under six years ago cool. before that i was clueless i could not give a care about animal cruelty i didn't know anything um i would buy whatever makeup i felt like buying um i would hear the term cruelty free here and there it was kind of like a not a trendy thing back in the in the 90s when i was really getting into makeup in the early 2000s it was just something you'd hear in the background but i assumed that oh come on it's 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 the 2000s who does that like nobody's testing on animals i really didn't know um mm -hmm. and six years ago when i went vegan of course i went down this rabbit hole of education, learning whatever I could about animal cruelty and well that included makeup and at first I was horrified and I just really thought to myself you know it's time to update my knowledge about this. It's time to switch out the products that I've been using forever. Maybe there's something better out there and of course there was. And I just slowly but surely started to find replacements, cruelty-free and vegan replacements for products I liked. And man, I've just found some amazing things. And it's it's wild because I don't even I don't even know who that person was before I went vegan. And but the good thing about that was that I tried so many 
beauty products before that I have like a like this little data bank of information of like oh that brand's foundation I know exactly what kind of dupe I need to find for that or when people recommend something that they're like man this is the highest end serum and blah 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 I'm like uh if you look at the ingredient list it's not really that great and if you find this cruelty free and vegan option it's much better <laughs> so that's where that started but more than that well I think I should define like what cruelty free and vegan cosmetics are because I know a lot of people out there kind of have an idea um, but they're not really sure it's kind of confusing because so many brands say they're cruelty free when they're not mm -hmm. so there is no legal definition like from the FDA about what cruelty-free beauty products and cosmetics are. Everyone has a slightly different version. Some brands have taken advantage of this lack of definition. And, you know, like I said, they label themselves cruelty-free. There's always this little hidden line, you know, when they ask if they're cruelty-free that, you know, they will um, do animal testing if it's legally required. And, you know, that just kind of makes them not cruelty-free, in, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, so to me, like a makeup or beauty brand that is truly, truly cruelty-free does not conduct or commission the testing of their products on animals, like at any stage of manufacturing, production, or on their finished products. Like, not if it's required by law or if it's done by a third party. And uh, I think a lot of well-respected advocacy groups, like the Humane Society, Leaping Bunny, and like a lot of cruelty-free bloggers out there, they kind of agree on this definition and uh to me vegan like vegan products are just products that don't contain any animal derived ingredients like beeswax carmine lanolin like among other ingredients so that's where i really started to define what i was going to look for when i started mm -hmm. like moving on to cruelty free and vegan products and that can that can be so difficult when you start i mean just as a beginner vegan in general you know you you go and you look through all of your food labels and all of that and that can be overwhelming and you've got the same similarities with like well what's really organic and what's really not organic and then you move on to other items in your life and you realize it's an entire lifestyle shift and like things like skincare and makeup you start to question because it goes right on your body which is just as important as what goes into your body so you start to have to look for these things and that was going to be my next question was like what kind of signs or logos do you look for in or on products you mentioned leaping bunny so for those new vegans and these beginner vegans who are incorporating more cruelty-free products into their lifestyle do you have those specific logos you would mention for people to look for yeah, so I think doing your, like, you can rely on a lot of information online as to where to start looking and narrowing down what you like, who you support, who you don't. And then you start choosing that way because there are entities out there that they'll say that they'll certify a product as vegan, but then you realize they don't do a lot of research into uh you know how they're certifying some agencies they'll just like say that they approve of this product if you pay a fee and just kind of promise that you don't test on animals mm. so i know it can be overwhelming but there are good people out there that are really digging deep into these brands these products 
And for example, personally, I recommend downloading like the Leaping Bunny app on your phone. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, that's cool. a really good resource. You'll just have it on your phone. You can check if any product out there that you can think of, like you can check on the app, see if they approve. I really like their approval process because it, it does take time. They do a lot of research. So I approve of that. I also rely heavily on Logical Harmony, which is a um, another page that has a really good list of cruelty-free like products that they approve of, brands. They also have like a gray area brand list and just brands that you might want to skip. So that's also a really good place to start. And sometimes you know you'll just fall in love with a you know a cruelty free youtuber blogger and you'll see that they'll do their research and they'll they'll be really good guides so that's what i recommend you know looking for the leaping bunny logo um and just checking online with like some of your favorite favorite people on there um it just really depends because for example there will be makeup brands out there that fall under a parent company and that parent company might test on animals but they won't like for example a good example is uh nyx or urban decay they're owned i think it's estee lauder and some people are comfortable with that and, and they'll think that's fine and they'll use it and they'll just find the vegan products within those brands but then there will be other people like me who'll try to avoid those and do mm -hmm. strictly cruelty-free and vegan brands. And there's just so many options out there. So it does take a little digging, but it's, it's so much easier with all the help you can find online. Right. And I know that our community has had a lot of questions about how do we support how do we know who to support based on, yeah, are there parent companies and um, that we should look out for who are actually not vegan or cruelty-free and they own these other little companies that might have a couple vegan products. And I guess at the end of the day, like you're saying, the answer is um, go go with what you're comfortable with, but just do your research and and really question your own morals and ethics about what's right for you and what's really right for veganism if you're in it for looking out for the cruelty of animals, which I think on some level we all are. <laughs> Of course and like for example if you just do like a quick google search for like makeup pairing companies there's like charts there's uh venn diagrams out there that are already set so you can just look into that like for example let's say uh l'oreal they own the body shop urban decay kiehl's garnier a ton of other brands and urban decay they in the 90s they were this tiny indie nail polish brand and they were amazing advocates uh, to end animal testing. And I remember it was so controversial when this happened back in the day when they got bought out by L'Oreal. People were protesting like, no, how could you? And they said that they were going to do everything in their power to try to change uh, the policies. And, and, you know, they have that at the heart of their company. So some people will happily support that. Other people are okay with Mac. They're owned by Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder, you know, they, uh, they sell their, a lot of their makeup products in mainland China where post-market animal testing is done. And 
I'm, I'm not cool with that. A lot of people aren't either. So even though Mac will like defend to their bone that they're cruelty free, because when they were in a small indie makeup brand, they really advocated for that. Um, some people won't support them. So it does take a little digging, but I mean, I have a list here. <laughs> there, there are hundreds and hundreds of other indie uh, certified makeup brands, and they will accommodate any any person's taste. Like, you can tell me, hey, Mariel, you know, I want to support a brand that's 100% cruelty-free, vegan, that is eco-friendly and only does biodegradable packaging like there's a brand for you it's out there <laughs> awesome awesome so well that all being said uh what do you what do you think about answering some questions from the chub club facebook group about some beauty recommendations yes i'd love to Woo! awesome so in the facebook group that we just created maybe a week ago uh we went ahead and asked everyone we'd love to know what are your burning questions related to vegan skincare beauty and or makeup products routines brands advice you're seeking list your questions here and we got a couple questions so the first one is what are some top vegan skincare products oh skincare is my favorite like i mentioned before um I struggled with acne for so long and one of the main reasons why I went vegan was to try to control uh, my acne after seeing like so many dermatologists taking so many medications I was just fed up eventually everything failed so I really had to change my perspective um, food based wise and then on top of that my skincare and oh my gosh I've made so many improvements with my skin and I've I've tested a lot of like even natural clean beauty brands and the more medical I would say brands and right now I am really really loving Polish Choice skincare they have mostly vegan products I think they have like a lip balm and a couple of other things that aren't vegan but they are genuinely cruelty free. They do a recycling program for their packaging, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah, so it's little things like that that you'll notice. Like brands will be really upfront with the efforts they're doing to be cruelty free or to be eco-friendly. And you'll see that on their websites, on their Instagrams. So that's also a good thing to keep an eye on. Right now, all I've been like I've been going crazy for for Paula's choice. Another good alternative is the ordinary. What I'm really looking for now is just good active ingredients. Like I don't want perfumes. I don't want I don't want anything that can potentially irritate my skin anymore. Nothing cute and trendy. I want something that's going to be effective, efficient. And I think right now Paula's Choice and the Ordinary are really doing a great job with that. So depending on your skin issue, your skincare concern, you just go to the website, it's all spelled out there. If you have dry skin, oily skin, if you're concerned with acne, anti-aging, it's it's all there. So it's easy to browse, uh, easy to figure it out. So I'd say start with them. Awesome. The next question, uh, something that I've actually been curious about too, is uh, what would you recommend for the best vegan lip stains, especially matte ones? and. I actually, the only matte vegan lipstick that I've enjoyed is the, I think it's called Aromi liquid lipstick. 
Are you familiar with that? Is that a good one? I've heard of it. I haven't tried it. And I think like, (laughs) it's funny because there's so many lipstick products out there and there's if people have different preferences, right? And mm-hmm. there's like liquid lipsticks I love, matte regular lipsticks, glossy lipsticks. So narrow it down a little bit for me. Are you looking for a specific liquid lipstick or just like a lip tube that's a matte? Cause you prefer a little bit of moisture in there. Well, this question's from Natalie. So I'm not exactly sure what um, specifics she was looking for, but just a good matte lip stain. The Aromi that I've got is, um, is definitely a liquid that dries within seconds and it's great. So that's what I, that's what I like, but I, uh, I've only recently gotten into matte lipsticks uh, because I just, I thought there were so many chemicals in so many of them that I just didn't want to go near them. True. I mean, and that's also another thing, like cruelty-free and vegan makeup isn't necessarily, for example, super organic, clean makeup. Like one of the the lip stains I've tried that I've liked is from e.l.f. And they're definitely Mm -hmm. not like an organic beauty company. But I know, I think 100% Pure has some lip stains and that's a really nice brand. So I would recommend looking into them. Au Naturel might have some lip stains. I just, yeah, I haven't gotten deep into the lip stain game. So I got to look into that. Nice. (laughs) Do you have a face sunscreen SPF that doesn't leave a white cast recommendation? Yeah. So I've also really gotten into the sunscreen because you know I'm I'm 35. I I've I have to up my skincare sunscreen game, and I've sure. tried a couple that I really like that don't leave a white cast. I've used this for photo shoots. I even use these uh, while filming a short film in uh, Baja, like in the desert. <laughs> that was the Kula sunscreen. It has a really long name, but it's in the little purple glass bottle. The Kula Sunscreen Serum and then Paula's Choice also has two sunscreen serums that are really nice. Um, I would just recommend like if anyone wants to just stay away from white cast SPFs, you won't be able to achieve that with like a natural organic sunscreen. It's going to have to be a chemical sunscreen because usually natural sunscreens will have titanium dioxide and that's what gives you the white flashback face for a special occasion if you're going to be out in the sun let's say like an event outdoors like a wedding or something try the kula or the paula's choice sunscreen and then i think the last question is what is the best vegan foundation i adore cover effects foundations they have two options, the the more natural, kind of like a medium coverage finish, and then the Power Play Foundation, which is more for like oily, acneic skin. It will do a full coverage. So those are really amazing. I'm kind of bummed because they used to be available at Sephora and they aren't anymore. You can find them at Ulta, but they supposedly were gonna have them in stores and before the whole lockdown, I went around everywhere looking for them and they didn't have them. So you can buy them online. I just really hope they're going to stick around and have them at Ulta again 
because those were the foundations I would use for photo shoots on my makeup clients. They're just, I think they're the most universal. They're the easiest um, to apply. They're really beautiful. They're the closest to clean beauty while still remaining like professional quality coverage. So that's what I always recommend. But if you want to do something a little more fun, a little different, you can do the Milk Flex found concealers. I've heard good things about Milk makeup. I have not tried them personally, but uh, I've gotten a lot of recommendations when I've been seeking for good makeup to go look at theirs. Yeah, it's just honestly everything I've tried from them is amazing. Um, the concealer sticks are good, but I like the Flex concealers better. Um, mm. You got to try the Hydro Grip Primer. It's like next level. It's so good. And they're doing a really good job. Their they're, they're packaging is super cute. So I think that attracts a lot of like younger, younger vegans that want to still keep it trendy. So it's, it's a really good brand. I really like their stuff. Cool. I've mostly used, I can't even think of the brand it is, but just some random like vegan BB creams have been pretty good for me. Um, and then I used to use Zuzu. Have you ever heard of that brand? Zuzu Lux, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you tried their um, BB cream you said? Not their BB cream. Um, it was someone else I think that I'm using now, but I can't seem to find the right shade for Zuzu anymore because um, I can only find it. I think you can probably order it online by now, but um, I couldn't. I couldn't find it when I would go shopping at like co-ops and Lucky's Market. They used to have a lot of vegan makeup, um, and yeah, I loved it though when I did find the right shade. It was, it was super creamy and it just it blended really nicely. I felt so. With these smaller indie brands, it's always kind of like a, it's kind of a gamble because you can't find them like in stores physically. Sometimes you're just ordering online. And I totally get the frustration with like f shade matching if you're not really familiar with. And every brand obviously has different categories for cool skin tones and warmer skin tones. And sometimes they won't have a very wide range of color shades, which is unfortunate. So it it is a gamble, but if you find one one shade in person that you really like just write it down and I sometimes email the company before I order and just be like hey you know I had this other foundation that I liked it's in this shade which shade do you recommend from your line and they'll give you like the closest match nice so that's a tip you can always ask they'll be as helpful as, as they possibly can. Yeah, I mean, if something is a little too light on you, you can always just, you know, do a little contouring with some bronzer and it'll work. So there's there's way to, ways to get around it, but I get it. it. It's frustrating when you can't find the exact match right away. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I used to, so I used to do a lot of theater. I used to, I went to school for acting and musical theater. So having to put makeup on my face every single day, like, technically like heavy amounts of makeup is what I would say um it just it just feels so much better to have that clean makeup and you know that it's like a lot better for your skin more hydrating even some products it seems like but like 
with things that are more flashy maybe, or for some people, I don't know, I'm pretty modest about makeup, so maybe it's like an everyday look for a lot of people, but for things like lashes, do you have favorite false lashes that you would go to for a brand? Oh yes, this is my passion. <laughs> lashes <laughs> are so complicated because I have very small hooded almond-shaped eyelids, and I struggled for years to find lashes that fit on my eye that worked for me because there used to be like this standard fan shape that is mm -hmm. not flattering on a lot of people unless you have very large eyes with a lot of lid space they're not going to look good on you and I really love and it's so f easy because they're everywhere Ardell lashes and dual lash glue they're my go-to's they're everywhere from like CVS to Ulta if you're ever like any lash I put on, it's too thick, it scratches my eye, it's a weird shape. Just go right now, like get it online, buy the Ardell Demi Wispies. They're classics, they look good on everyone, they're not too full, they're not too long, they're perfect, they're so comfortable on the eye. Those are the ones you gotta get, that's where you gotta start. Oh, that's great. That's so great because I remember like 10 years ago when false eyelashes were like, okay, we're going to do everyone's wedding makeup and these things would just be so heavy and you can't even see. <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. poke you in the inside corner of your eye. They were a nightmare and it's very trendy right now. Like so many people are coming out with like their own lashes, um, but the bands are very thick I think they're not meant for like the casual makeup wearer or anyone with an, a different eye shape that isn't like large and round. <laughs> so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I totally understand all of every time I do makeup on someone who's like, hey, you know what? I want a natural look. And I'm like, I got you. I pop on those double Demi Wispies or the Demi Wispies from Ardell and they lose their minds like they can't believe it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm definitely writing that down and going to pick those up because for me, um, wearing false eyelashes used to be a luxury, but now, you know, doing some other, doing some work at home, like with film stuff, it's like, oh, you know, I'll put on some lashes and, or if I'm going to run somewhere and I don't want to wear mascara, I'll wear lashes. And so it's really fun to try new, new ways to get glam lashes yeah. yes ways to get glam <laughs> i'm definitely gonna try those definitely and please get the dual lash glue they're from like the same brand so they're also cruelty free and vegan and it's the i think it's called like the liquid line or something it's it's like the one with the green packaging because that's latex free in case anyone has a latex allergy out there it also doesn't have like that weird eyelash glue smell it dries quickly mm. Oh, my, it's so mm -hmm. easy to put it on. So, and I'm not gonna lie, I've had to just guess at eyelash glue. I've had to just be like, okay, you've got an aloe leaf on here. I'm gonna just pretty much hope the brand. Like I've looked at the brand, but some some of them are just like no name brands. Almost you don't hear about them. You don't really know about them. And I've I feel like it's been a shot in the dark so much with that. So yeah. So if if you can't find Duo, which I doubt, they're everywhere. I swear that like every pharmacy has one. I also recommend House of Lashes. They also have really cool styles for smaller eyes. Their lash glue is good. And Thrive Cosmetics, which is also another fave, they have a good lash glue too. You know, you can order those online, but again, dual lash glue, it's everywhere. Everyone wears them like from grandmas to like drag queens to any makeup <laughs> artists out there. So yeah. That's amazing. And part of my like switching over to vegan and cruelty-free makeup story is when I was in college, I would get really itchy 
eyes if I wore mascara that wasn't organic and I didn't know what it was and I had to look it up and it said there was things like fish scales used in mascaras that were generic and whatever it was it was like literally making my eyelashes itch and fall out I just I have to be so careful about mascaras for myself particularly falsies are a good alternative to that though absolutely and that's like another benefit of when I was switching everything over to cruelty-free and vegan and I really had to refine my makeup kit which was I thought it was going to be a real challenge but it was so easy was as I researched you know what are the like what are the the latest things that pro MUAs are using and what are these pro makeup brands you know theatrical brands um things that are used on set like what are people using and every makeup artist would say or even if you go to these brand sites they would say you know we're avoiding certain ingredients that are known allergens and irritants and that included things like petrolatum mineral oil but they also mentioned like beeswax and carmine and i was like that makes Mm -hmm. so much sense because you might be allergic to these um insect derived ingredients which is weird but you're not even gonna know and all of a sudden you'll have an itchy eye and you don't know it's because you might have a sensitivity to the beeswax in the mascara or the carmine um some people of course are way more sensitive and can't do things like synthetic ingredients you don't think of the beeswax or carmine and i was at a makeup class with priscilla ono who if you don't know she's like the global makeup artist for fenty she does makeup for rihanna she's amazing wow and she was talking about this one client she had uh that they were doing a makeup look on them and she was applying this foundation that had beeswax in it and her face just started to puff up and she she asked her like hey so she immediately starts taking everything off and she's like asking questions and are you allergic to bees and she's like uh oh yeah i am she was just like oh wow well you're having an allergic reaction to this because you know this has beeswax and i was like what that is crazy i, I never would have thought of that so avoiding potential allergens keeping it less harmful for you for clients you know so yeah yes. i've done i've done makeup on girls who are like i never wear makeup because it always makes my eyes itch i hate it i'm like let me try something and they love it you know so it's also a really good way to switch it up and just keep your makeup clean you know just avoid the animal derived ingredients it might help you out yes and years and years ago the vegan community was like oh yeah you know we we shouldn't use beeswax in like other animal super smaller like animal products smaller scale i mean like beeswax and things like that and then it became like universal knowledge i feel like the community was like yep we don't use any animal products and now for some reason i think the vegan community maybe because there's just new generations coming into it i don't know but now people are trying to say like honey is fine for vegans and like beeswax is fine for vegans and i'm just kind of like i don't know when we made this collective decision that it's actually okay because i feel like it's still not okay and like the reasons you're saying that are even just different examples of why animal derived products just are not meant for humans so yeah like besides the the exploitation that i we can get into it but just overall just like maybe you're just like sensitive to these insect remnants i don't even know what to call it but just maybe this is something that isn't for you and you know excluding all of the ethical reasons for it just you Mm -hmm. know your personal face reacting to these ingredients so 
I yeah. also I'm I'm also baffled by this. Every time the honey issue comes up, there's always someone that's like, my uncle is a vegan and he creates he has his own bees and <laughs> there's always someone that has like a story behind why they or they're okay with honey and I'm like, fine, <laughs> just like I know. I think people just want to they just want to justify to themselves that they can have it because they liked it or it's nostalgic for them or something. I mean, like way back in the day and we don't have to go on this tangent, but here we are (laughs) way back in the day. I had um, I had believed that honey was medicinal. I had convinced myself like, oh, yes, it's great for allergies. It's great for this. It's great for that. Uh, Sore sore throats, because, again, I went to school for musical theater and what did all my high school and college professors say like, oh, well, if you have, a, if you feel a sore throat, you know, drink honey with warm water or, and lemon and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I, I had to stop. I was like, nope, I'm going to go vegan and this is just not right. And so, yeah, I, I think finding it in makeup products is just really frustrating because chapstick, especially I am such a chapstick fan because I'm in Colorado. I'm at 5,000, 6,000 feet altitude all the time. So having hydrating, replenishing stuff is great. Um, So chapstick for me is an essential. And yeah, finding beeswax free chapstick can be a headache. It is. And you know what? It's it's crazy because now I feel like more brands are coming out with really beautiful, like hydrating lip balms and what drives me crazy about beeswax lip balms okay think of a beeswax um piece of cloth you know that like the kind of things some people use to um as like a a water repellent why would Mm -hmm. you want to put a water repellent on your lips you're trying to get hydration in there you're not (laughs) trying to seal in your moisture you're you want to pull moisture from whatever is floating around your lips so why would you want to put a moisture repellent, like something that acts like a barrier. So to me, beeswax is nonsense. That's so true. And I love that you're so into the science of the makeup. I think that's what makes you a great makeup artist, especially is that you know your ingredients, you know what these reactions could be, you you know the science behind it, you know what you're trying to achieve, not just on an aesthetic level or a visual level, but on a kinesthetic level and a, and a physical level, all of it. Oh my gosh, I'm so flattered. And and honestly, it's, I think it's, if if you're a makeup enthusiast, you love makeup and all of this ingredient stuff is, it's kind of like not important to you, you know, that's fine. But if you are working as a professional, if you are applying makeup on other people, if you really want to dig deeper into what where these ingredients come from, where are they sourced? Is it ethical? Is it good for me? You know, you gotta know what's in your products and it takes, it takes, it takes time to learn about it, but you know, you get hints here and there. You'll listen to a podcast like this one. You'll find a crazy person like me talking about this. Like I really appreciate it because it's, yeah, it's taking a lot of years to get to know this and trial and error. I mean, I'm sure that when I started this cruelty-free and vegan makeup journey 
I bought stuff that probably had beeswax in it and I didn't notice and I'm like damn it I, I gotta switch it up because I just realized it says it's like the last ingredient in this packaging that I didn't see and I'm gonna recommend an amazing lip balm right now that I just started using oh yes please you're gonna love it because it's so nourishing it's the Biosense squalene and rose vegan lip balm now don't get uh confused about that squalene ingredient because there's a squalene that's animal derived but nobody uses it anymore everyone uses squalane and that's like an olive derived ingredient like it's plant-based but yeah. this thing is so gorgeous it's expensive i'm not gonna lie that's so for treat yourself um let this be your uh treat yourself moment that lip balm is amazing the kopari lip glossies those are also amazing those are coconut based there's just yes. so many options out there yeah what would you say for people who are, you know, if people don't have a budget, you've obviously got some really great quality, like top-notch products that you would recommend. For people who are more on the low end or who are just starting out, who don't know what they're going to like, would you recommend certain products or brands um, for that? 100%. You can go to Target right now and find Pacifica, The Lip mm. Bar, and Elf. Those aren't going to yeah. be the most, you know, organic and green uh, cosmetics, but the quality is amazing. I'm always surprised by e.l.f. I can ramble on about e.l.f. and so many makeup products and their skincare products are really good, too. So if you're really on a budget and you don't even know where to start, just start with e.l.f., start with Pacifica. Pacifica would be a little more, a little bit more pricey. Pixie Beauty is also a little bit pricier. The lip bar is amazing, especially if you are medium skin tone to darker skin tone because their pigmentation is like nothing else in Target. Their lipsticks are fantastic. Their color range is much better. So you can just start there if you're like oh i gotta stick to other drugstore brands milani has great vegan options flower beauty has vegan options so so yeah and just just a heads up recently wet and wild was considered cruelty free they're not anymore and physician's mm. formula is also out but you know they were kind of hiding that they were selling their products in mainland china where products are still being tested on animals so you know, you just got to keep a little, keep your eye on uh, social media and see what people are posting about. Because sometimes, you know, out of nowhere, a brand will be like, we sold to this company or, you know, where we decided to start selling in this country or they'll change policies out of nowhere. So like even on like my YouTube channel, there's been videos I have to take down because I'm like, dang it, this isn't cruelty free anymore. So yeah, I had a recommendation on my blog once for the you said NYX. I've always just said NYX in my head, I guess. <laughs> but either way, though, either way, yeah, I had a recommendation for their, I think it was, I think it was NYX. It was their pump up the volume or no, worth the hype uh, mascara. And I was convinced it was vegan. I had done my research. I looked at my mascara label and I was like, yes. And I tried it out and it was the best mascara. And then I went to go buy it again 
and I bought it and then I went to show my followers the ingredients and then they had added beeswax to it. And I was like, are you kidding me? So yeah, watch out for your products that you might want to buy over and over again. Like I read labels, I guess, because every once in a while, you know, read the back. And you know what? If if anything, like let's say you did everything in your power, you changed every product in your skincare, hair care and makeup to cruelty free and vegan. But you just haven't found the replacement for that one mascara that is like the perfect mascara and it has beeswax in it. Yo, you know, the vegan police isn't going to come to get you. It's okay for now while you find a replacement. You know, no judging here. Um, if you can't get rid of your NYX milky crayon as your eyeshadow primer because it's the best one and you love it. You know, it's it's okay. <laughs> right. And like, that's the whole argument is like, we need people, we need people trying rather than everyone doing it perfectly. Right. I don't want anyone to feel scared or intimidated because it feels like so much information. Um, and it could be at the beginning, it's, it's a lot to take in. But hey, mm -hmm. if you're adamant about using this this warm product i mean cool you'll eventually find a replacement i guarantee it there's so many options out there but mm -hmm. if you're making the effort if if you know you're learning and you're taking your time along the way because you know makeup isn't an essential uh, it can be pricey it might take years it took me years to replace my whole professional makeup kit years to replace everything so I didn't have the money to like drop a couple of thou. <laughs> like, it took time. So, you know, you're 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 gonna learn along the way, um, and you'll find stuff to replace. So it's it's okay. <laughs> I give you permission. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. You're the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We we gotta just do what we can to get things that are better things that are better for the environment for the animals for yourself you just got to do little by little it it can cost a lot of money but if you think of, if you think about it too um if you if you do have the money and it or it's just like a little bit of a stretch that you can't quite justify think about it like this it's like anything else with veganism or chemical free or less chemicals in products Think of it as like you're paying for preventative health down the line rather than having to go on a bunch of potential acne medication or, you know, if you actually just start with the things that are good for you, you know, you might find that that just doesn't cause the problems in the first place. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, if if you're like on a budget and you're like, man, what do I do? How do I how do I get the most bang for my buck? I'm like invest in the skincare you know really dig into the cruelty free vegan skincare start mm -hmm. there you know spend your cash on an amazing moisturizer serum whatever works for you your spf um if you have like really like rosacea or something and you want to invest in like the most the best um foundation or concealer and that's the one thing you can do you know 100 percent clean cruelty free biodegradable packaging you know do that but you gotta toss out your mascara every three months. You don't need to spend 30 bucks on a mascara. Go get the e.l.f. one. That's gonna be your, where you're gonna save money. Do a lip tint if you, know, you want it to last a little bit longer. You know, There's options. You don't have to be perfect in order to make this work. And that's, that's the point of it all, right? Yes, yes, love it. Well, I think we have a little bit of time left. Do you 
do you want to share um, any thoughts or experiences on being a vegan makeup artist who is also plus size? Is there anything interesting experience-wise you've run into with that? Yeah, I guess overall, what I want to share is that, you know, it's difficult at times being a public be- vegan because a lot of people hear vegan and they automatically think, you know, super fit, athletic, only eats raw and fasts on water and, you know, yoga and clean beauty products. And that's just one, it's not wrong. It's one way of being vegan. I personally came on this journey to heal my skincare issues to heal a really problematic relationship with dieting and food that I had in the past. And it's been such an incredible growth for me. Personally, I feel more at peace. I feel more confident. I feel like my thoughts are aligned with my actions. I feel so much happier now in this body and with this insight than when I was way into my yo-yo dieting and I was a hundred percent protein girl uh gym bunny you know just really it deteriorated deteriorated my mental health and now it's just this whole change has been such a blessing for me and sometimes I don't feel as confident as other makeup artists who've been doing this for decades because Technically, as a pro, I've been doing this for a few years, maybe. It's just all of this knowledge I have, I feel so prepared. This journey, like this body-mind journey has just led me here. So if anyone out there is just like kind of feeling down or they don't see themselves represented in like social media or just in the vegan community in general, you know, just find find we're out there you know you're here i'm here we're 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 making some noise to Mm -hmm. invite everyone who doesn't feel represented to feel represented and as a makeup artist it's incredible how people approach me because they're curious about vegan makeup i don't know they just kind of feel more more comfortable with me and it's just in the attitude, you know, be happy, be positive. And honestly, this vegan thing just kind of contributes to that. So 100%. Yes, I love that. Yeah, it, I think the confidence factor is something that a lot of chubby vegans or chubby people can tend to struggle with. We are valid. We are here. We are human. There are reasons why we are all different and different bodies, different shapes, different everything. And I think what it does boil down to is kindness and confidence and positivity just like you said I mean you don't have to feel like the best makeup artist in the world but you know you know you're doing the best that you can do that should be done that is important for so many reasons and I think that's what makes you that special unique person that people come to as a makeup artist like well I do have questions like well this does look just as good as the regular makeup quote unquote and I, I want to talk to you about this. I'm curious about it. And like, I think that makes you stand out, which is really awesome. Oh, thank you. And honestly, like before I was, I felt like makeup was kind of a way of like hiding. It was a way to get people to like, like me in a way. Cause I remember like even in, in middle school and high school, 
all of the other girls i would look at them because back then i was also like on the chubby side i've been plus size like all my life i felt like makeup was kind of like a shield but also a way to like invite other girls to be like oh this is so cute do my makeup and blah 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 and for a lot of years i was conflicted about that like man am i doing this just to cover up an insecurity is this just you know what am i doing but the moment i just you know stopped thinking about it too hard and i was like man this is just this is just amazing information and adding on like the advocacy for animals stopping animal testing ending this animal cruelty it just opened up like it just opened my mind up so much to this whole new world of information to this whole new world of confidence and when it boils down to it it's like i can't just be kind to animals i have to be kind to myself and that's the most important thing i've learned like embracing who i am embracing my body now more than ever it's just mm -hmm. been a real pleasure it's been so good yeah. for my mental health so and i think that's great that you say like I'm trying to be self-aware. Was this just a way of covering this up, uh, my insecurities? But the truth is, like, makeup actually can make, you know this, obviously, you're a makeup artist, but it can make you feel more seen and more putting yourself out there and that and more confidence on occasion. And, and I just think that it's really awesome that we have someone like you representing a plus-size community and the vegan community to say, you are welcome here and you belong here you are allowed to put your face out there you're allowed just like everyone else to be confident to be beautiful to wear makeup like everyone else and do it in an ethical way absolutely you know be cute if you want to be like pink lips and cute mascara or be subversive like put on a crazy face go mm. out there take up space like you've never done it before be loud be proud you got this <laughs> yes <laughs> well I think that's a perfect little ending to our fun beauty conversation. Amazing. I love it. This yes. is so fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And, you know, if there's a next time, if you ever want to come back to talk about something more specific, or if we end up getting a lot of questions that maybe you can help us with, we could also dive into talking about your activism for women and the Mexican-American community or activism for more veganism within the makeup situation in the world and the representation there so we'd love to just stay in touch with you yes please everyone you know um let me know if you have questions i i just joined the group a little bit ago go to my instagram my youtube mariel vegan beauty and just like leave me questions i need i need suggestions I, i'm always like what do i what should i film next what should i talk about sometimes i don't even know so <laughs> i'd love some hints you're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as Mariel Vegan Beauty. So, um, yeah, and you do have some cool videos like how to clean your makeup and how and your like your lipstick recommendations and yeah, I just think that that's a fun platform so much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again for taking the time, and we'll be in touch. Hopefully, this helped out some people with questions on makeup, and I'm glad we got to get to know you a bit. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you all soon. The conversation doesn't have to end here, my chubby friends. Follow us on social media. You can find both Marielle at Marielle Vegan Beauty and Miranda at Uprooted Foodie on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join the club at Vegan Chub Club on Twitter, at The Vegan Chub Club on Instagram and Facebook, 
and join the Facebook group to participate in the conversation directly. We'll talk to you soon.